beautiful star beings welcome welcome again to another beautiful podcast episode i my name is oba bolatunde and tonight it is 11 11 we just passed through the 11 11 portal and so um tonight i have a special guest that um came into town a few days ago um out here in las vegas and we actually literally just stepped out of a ceremony and a powerful brother um, that has come through and graced us with his presence and um, agrees to be a guest speaker here on this on the platform. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce my brother, Adam, shield of the feather, great, amazing, amazing wisdom seeker and wisdom keeper of many different uh, cultures and uh, indigenous teachings. And so he'll be here um, right now to share. Adam, my brother, how are you? Hey, good day, Sego. Sanenzeok, Skanakoka, Newa. Hello, relatives. Thank you, Brother Oba. Good to be here with you. Just very grateful. Uh, to come on here with you and speak and have a conversation, uh, wherever that might lead. Um, but introducing myself, I just want to say my name is Adam, Shell of the Feather. I am originally from Fort Hall, Pocatello, Idaho. My mother is Brenda Shenandoah. My father is Romito Ramirez. And my father's mother is Corina. My father's father is Adan and my mother's father is Joe and my mother's mother was Sharon and uh, traditionally that's how we introduce ourselves is our through our seven generations and recognizing that seven generational principle um, as we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them so uh, thank you Oba and uh, excited to explore in universal wisdom with you today all right thank you brother thank you for being here and um you know gracing us with your your wisdom and the blessings that you come with you know we've been working together actually for a few years and you know each time we always come together it's like almost never planned it just happens and then there's a divine like timing you know of us being able to sit in ceremony together pray together you know uh really open these uh you know, these dimensional doorways and, you know, bringing in this, the beauty of the culture and how we are all collectively, you know, uh, similar and how we're linked, you know, uh, based on our frequency and based on our spiritual alignment, you know, tell us a little bit about your, your native name. Like, why do they call you this and what makes this so uh, unique? Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, just so the audience um, is aware, I am Haudenosaunee, I am Washoe, I am part Peruvian, and uh, Basque, have a little bit of Jewish and Scottish as well in there, but, you know, being raised on and off of the reservation in Idaho, that's what I know in, in our lineage and our culture, we take the path of our mother, which is, she's our Native American, you know, uh, blessed, beautiful mother there. So, yeah, I just want to recognize her 
and um, my name so typically in the native culture um, depending on how that name comes and is received it will either be an, a name blessing ceremony by an elder or spirit will uh, bless that person with that name um, I'm one of the few that received my name in a dream from one of my great ancestors spirit guides if you will one of those holy ones that walk walks with me and and so in this case it was in a dream that um, I seen this chief and so we do come from a lineage of chiefs known as Shenandoah um, from the Great Lakes up there where the Haudenosaunee Confederacy is and um, in that dream it was uh, I remember you know kind of like a knight being um, on my knee one knee and uh, this this elder this chief blessing me with what looked like a, a feather sword and um, and then he was praying and giving me a blessing in this way and then uh, he gave me my name but within that I didn't really I didn't receive when he said my name I woke up and I was a little distraught because I was like wait 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 what what was that I didn't get that what was my name what's my name and then uh, fast forward a couple weeks later um, we're in Wyoming and we're with the medicine man and uh, we're doing some sharing um, sharing there and then we meet this uh, these people that were hosting us and uh, after getting done doing some healing work and uh, connecting with this elder um, she got up after and said you know I was in tears and thanked me and said you know I had the weirdest thing came through and I have your name for you and I was like oh wow and then um, we walked into the house together and she told me my name and then uh, told me how we were connected and then the doorbell rang and uh, it was just something like out of a movie and I was like wow shield of the feather and it just it, it rang and it was you know um, yeah I just thought it was uh, so neat that you know after the stream a couple weeks later here this wo woman was saying she um, had a name that spirit uh, told her to give me to pass along to me so it just felt right and in alignment and uh, yeah feel blessed Ah, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, that's very powerful, actually. And um, you mentioned dreams, and one of the things I wanted to uh, uh, ask first and start out with, other than you know getting into like information about why and how powerful ceremonies are, like the importance of you know um, making time or creating time and space for a ceremony, whether it's self ceremony, ceremony with others. You know, um, and just sort of opening the the door to like new things, um, experiences with ceremonies with other cultures that are not where we're from, and how important it is to see the opposite, you know, of how others on the planet also, you know, um, celebrate, which I like to say celebrate, which is to vibrate the cellular body, you know, and 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 praise the the frequency of like our existence 
and our and our ancestors and bringing this all together and um, how this is important. But I want to first talk about, um, I want you to tell us a little bit about dreams and, you know, um, dream walkers and um, receiving things from the other realm of dreams. Definitely. Dreams is one of these um, important, you can even recognize it as uh, a sixth sense. Um, dreams are recognized in some indigenous cultures as a sensory ability part that is a part of ourselves. And, you know, just as we have five physical senses, it's also recognized that, you know, as above, so within, as without, you know, as above, so below, right? And so um, these are the, this is the same with our senses. So just as we have five physical th without, you know, that help dictate and, and bring in the information within our reality, we also have those inner five senses or more, you know, and one of our elders would say that within each one of those senses, there's levels within that um, and uh, essentially nine being nine levels. So when you add that up, there's essentially hundreds of senses to our capability and it's like an operating network that helps us navigate. So dream being one of those uh, greater um, subtle senses to our ability. And um, depending on how we are on our path, those dreams can serve us in, in a multitude of ways. Um, but if we're really not on a path and we're just, you know, living life, you know, going by, you know, quickly and, and not recognizing then it's not really serving us so you know when we're in alignment and, it, and the dream these dreams are also uh, accentuated and um, adaptive to our soul and so uh, there, there's a way that, that our dreams can lead us but uh, we also have to be attuned to what is being received in that way um, and it has various ways of relaying information to ourselves. Sometimes that can be on a soul level. Sometimes that can be in a way that is informative within our reality or for someone else within that. Or it's actually acknowledging, you know, what, where and who we are and the way we're kind of um, directing where and how we're directing our life force energy. So it's an important thing to, to, to pay attention to our dreams because they can lead us to great outcomes. They, they're a sign, they're a post for us in our day-to-day -day life. And um, on a soul level, they can help leaders, lead us to greater awareness of self. Wow, very beautiful, thank you. Yeah, some, um, definitely, definitely some um, experiences and um, tapping into like uh, parts of dream walking even for myself is realizing that you know um that we're tapping we really are tapping something into something really deep in that subconscious realm uh, knowing that we are shifting through uh, the subconscious realm right now moving through ages and time you know moving through the pisces that coming out of the illusions of of the self and um 
uh, learning to um, really uncover uh, deep depths of ourselves as being multidimensional beings and where we are simultaneously experiencing ourselves like in other things in, in relation to ourselves here as if we're looking at a mirror but in all directions and sort of like inside of a dodecahedron of ourselves you know we're looking at ourselves through through each other experiencing these multi-dimensional ways and i and i feel going deep into the akasha realms we can like you said we are able to be guided through dreams you know and walk into uh, parts of ourselves that we never knew existed or never could know that it is a potential that it could exist in the physical realm so yes and i know dreams are very as a place of manifestation you know you just you can manifest like because you're in this this deep you know uh state of trance in a way you know and things uh, slow down so yeah thank you for that moving into ceremony which is a, a, a pretty cool like transition um i know uh you do a lot of ceremonies like all over you know you travel this is what you do uh you and and your brother izzy and um yeah um so tell us about the power of, of ceremony and the importance of ceremony and the benefits of it you know from a micro to a macro you know from the inside outside yeah tell us a little bit more about the power of ceremony yeah yeah ceremony you know for a lot of indigenous and traditional cultures is very important it's a huge staple to those traditions you know and being here on turtle island um which is you know which modern day you know inhabitants of the sign recognize as the united states um you know it, it it's interesting because uh, ceremony in, in that way is like the glue to the culture you know and uh it's what brings the people together and ceremony is a way that we're able to come back into the circle the the the, the um, sacred hoop of life as recognized within the circle and give back to creation you know because creator you know is always um supplying giving you know we're always attuned to um you know or we're always taken care of i should say and so ceremony allows us a reason and way to come back into the sacred hoop and give back to our creator in that way and you know um i think especially um now day uh, i think people kind of confuse or don't fully understand the the full conceptual recognition of what ceremony can mean and how that can serve them in their life what i found is that some people recognize it um to be juju or they just don't simply understand it well enough and or the other spectrum of that is people um, associate more with plant medicine you know and so breaking down ceremony you know as i said it's a way that we're able to come back as a community or a as a person to pray and to give back to offer back to creator and in whatever way that we're moved to um but what i speak when i talk on ceremony I speak on the different aspects that is pertained around the medicine well and how that rises with ourselves and our creator and how we can um, ceremonially show up 
And so, you know, sometimes uh, the four ways that is also depicted and can be depicted around the medicine wheel is, you know, in the East, really the rising of self. And so having a ceremonial practice of self uh, being that if it's meditation, if it's prayer, if it's some sort of ritual that connects you with our creator, you know, that's so important. It's like um, working a muscle, right? Um, we can see uh, the fortification. We can see, um, you know, the development of the muscle as we go to the gym or when we don't, you know, and we just let ourselves go and we maybe overeat or get overstimulated by TV and these things that, you know, hold us back, then, you know, we can see ourselves getting large or, you know, fat in that way. Um, and, 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 you know, having a spiritual practice in a way that is ceremonial connected to our creator, it, uh, it feeds our, 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 our spiritual muscle in that way. And, you know, just as we have a physical body, uh, we have a spiritual body. You know, people can see the repercussions when they work out or when they don't work out. But people aren't able to fully see that within their own spiritual body. And they're not able to really recognize that, you know. So it's important that we have a spiritual exercise that connects us to our creator because that's where it begins. That's where it starts. Um, and then, you know, moving down and around the wheel, um, sometimes there's those uh, visions. There's those dreams that were guided and sometimes, you know, dreams guide us in a way. It was, I believe, Black Elk is a good example when he had, um, when he was sick, um, and he had this grand vision and dream, and uh, the medicine man said it was important that he acted on that. So whatever is beckoning or calling us in a way to move with spirit is important to pay attention to and to exercise in our reality or to do, you know, in that context. And then... We have our tradition, traditional ceremonies. These are the ceremonies that you don't add to or you don't take away from. It is these ceremonies that have been passed down from generation to generation and honored within that culture. And so like uh, one example is the Sundance or uh, Vision Quest. You know, there's protocols within that ceremony that you're not to delineate or take away from. You're simply just to honor and do because... Um, you know, those spirits, those holy ones brought these ceremonies to the people and they're to be honored in its fullest because these spirits or these holy ones, you know, um, were closest to our creator that was able to help bring or channel in this information to the people that was important for their way of living. And so honoring those traditions is, is, is very important in that, in, in that way. Uh, and then you have those um, more of those mind altering plant ceremonies, you know, that uh, just in the same way uh, can help serve a person uh, as a stepping stone to know themselves greater to or to help them tune into maybe what they're not acknowledging or maybe what they can't fully heal on their, on their own. And so, uh, you know, plant ceremonies, whatever that might be, whatever that looks like, if it's peyote, if it's white chuma, which is San Pedro, or if it's ayahuasca, or if it's mushrooms, you know, these plant allies have an ability in a ceremonial way to serve somebody. But, you know, just as anything in the world, we can't 
just depend on that and it can't just be a, a new fad like you know what i'm recognizing now day and age this day is that people are just going around and mindlessly doing these ceremonies without properly integrating them so knowing when that serves you and to properly integrate it and then if feeling called to maybe doing another uh, plant ceremony if that's calling but yeah wow thank you so much for that one yeah that really um hit home right there that clarified it for me as well like it just really opened up a new way of, of seeing it um because even um in our culture as well we invoke plants uh, the power of the plants and medicine and we honor that before we even start the ceremony and we we sort of communicate with the plants and allow them to guide us uh in our ceremonies as well so yeah i appreciate that a lot and i noticed that um um uh, when you're mentioning the glue and immediately something came to me like, oh, it's something that we study in, uh, in the quantum theory about the gluon state. And it's, you know, when we're, when particles uh, are charged in one space and they vibrate on the same frequency, that they sort of like dish out like a string. And it's electrical string, like it's a musical string. And it's very musical and then it connects and then both of those beings or if not all of those beings are connected to like this source energy and they literally can receive the same information in the same room in a different way but they start vibing and i think that's how um, a lot of us are star families how we are discovering ourselves as being star family you know we're we're connecting in this uh, quantum realm you know um beyond the physical and uh even in the uh martial arts system in afro-brazilian culture of capoeira the circle is a representat uh, representation of uh how the wheel turns and how things are always in the flow state everything is is flowing it's called the heart it's the circle of life same concept you know that when one thing begins one thing ends when there's a up there's also a down you you can't really have one without the other you know black and white actually represents each other one is has to be there for the other to actually exist vice versa you know inside and outside and and how everything is is related interrelated and different is existing and non-existing all at the same time so i just thought there was a beautiful uh connection you know um in that regard so the next question I want to ask you, and this question is not something that was planned, but it just kind of popped up. I remember you giving me a, a, a beautiful story and you, you shared about Baba Kredu Mutua. Yeah, of course, Ibai Ibai Tunu is a transition ancestor at this time, but the wisdom from this wise guru it's, it's just, I say he's an African shaman monk, you know, and uh, it still lives. It's like he's living. He's like, you know, he comes inside of ceremonies and, you know, he channels through people, you know, I know for sure. But tell us a little bit about, you know, um, about uh, Baba Kredu Mutua and your experiences um, and your story sharing with him before he transitioned. Yeah, I have to say that I'm uh, 
very grateful that I got even got to meet this amazing elder guru shaman uh, Zulu shaman and um, I just find you know if you haven't heard of him please look him up he has amazing videos on YouTube and books and actually a lot of his books are illegal in South Africa you know during the apartheid and um, yeah they kind of shun those away from the people but he has an amazing story I mean this man went through hell and back in his life and felt the, the, the necessity uh, to um, preserve his culture by sharing that with the world even when um, you know the others told him not to and it almost cost his life many a times but he lived to be almost a hundred you know and um, I was first turned on to Credo through Mama Linda Tucker who is the organizational trust and holder for the White Lions Trust in South Africa and um, through her story uh, Credo came into the picture to share information about the White Lions their origin story and helped in a way prep her for her work with the White Lions um, and becoming you know that that wisdom keeper that medicine keeper with these White Lions and um, the first time I went to South Africa and you know I, had, I was aware and I had read a book um, and, and, and listened to Mom Linda talk about Creed I was like wow and then the more and further I, I explored him you know I was, I, was, I was really taken by his wisdom and you know just what he knew in, in general and what he spoke about you know he, sp he speaks about the, sp the star people he speaks about the Zulu uh, origin stories that are related to them um, the reptilians, you know, all sorts of uh, interesting beings and stories, you know. Um, and I remember I was um, just about to leave Namibia. And on my way from uh, Namibia, I, or just before I had left Namibia, um, I looked him up and saw that uh, he had a website. And on his website, a screen popped up and said, meet Credo Mutwa, and, you know, put your email here. And I was like, oh, that's interesting, you know, like he would even have that. So I put my email in there and the, and the guy contacted me and he said, hey, I can help, you know, get you in contact with Credo. Um, you know, pay a hundred bucks that goes to his organization and I can help you out. And I was like, all right, well, that's interesting, you know, um, but it, it felt right. So I. I said, okay, you know, I'm coming from Namibia, and he lived up um, in around the Kalahari Desert area. So coming from Namibia, that's more up on the Western Cape side of South Africa. So I remember, you know, paying and setting a time, and he said, all right, cool, just show up to his town, and uh, once you get there, call me, and I'll give you further instructions. So I was like, all right, that sounds good, you know, and. I remember pulling in on the bus, getting off, and, you know, I needed Wi-Fi. It was a little bit of a smaller town, so I went to a local cafe, found some Wi-Fi, hit him up, and he was like, oh, well, you know, I have some good news and bad news, and he's like, you know, um, uh, the good news is I, I can give you a phone number and directions to his place, you know, uh, but, the, but the bad news is... I can't contact him. He doesn't know really that you're coming. So 
you're just going to have to seek him out yourself and here's the information to do that and i was like okay so you know after that yeah, i remember sitting at the table and just praying you know about it and uh i prayed you know that you know i was meant to be that i would find you know be able to make it and um then i remember the waiter coming up to me and saying hey um you know you you want to check out and remember looking at him and I was like, huh. I asked him, hey, do you know Credo Mutua? And he was like, do I know Credo? He's like, oh yeah, he, you know, he's the Baba, he's the best, he's amazing, you know, he's a legend. And I was like, yeah, I haven't, um, you know, I'm supposed to meet with him today. And, um, you know, he, the guy gave me a map, but on the map it was a crossroads in the middle of nowhere, you know? It's a village, so it wasn't like it had street names and all of this. So, you know, that map wasn't really uh, of any service to me. Um, but he was like, he, he was like, hold on, you know, the, the waiter when I had asked him this. And he went and he talked, uh, looked like was manager. And then he came back and he took off his apron and he's like, come on, I'll, I'll help you get there. And yeah, I just remember going through all these, you know, money hungry taxis and they're, he's he's speaking to them in their language and it's like they want more money and then he ended up finding this one guy that was uh, a, a taxi driver you know for um, the local community where everyone would pile in the van and he was like yeah he's my neighbor I know where he lives and so <laughs> so he ended up taking me right to his doorstep and I remember getting out and it was like almost as if Baba was waiting for me he had his uh, like his metal chain regalia on um uh, which he uh you know if you look him up you, you see him in this regalia that's like this gold copper with these uh stones on it these medallions and it, it just looks epic and i remember going up there and um introducing myself and he looked at me and um you know he said do you know where my wife is? <laughs> and I just remember looking at him. I'm like, you know, a little uh, confused. And I was like, no, sir, sorry. I'm sorry, I don't. But uh, around that time, his his uh, grandkids came out. And, you know, at this time, like I said, he's almost 100. And so, um, you know, he's at home with his grandkids. And, you know, more so the grandkids are babysitting grandpa, you know, watching watching over him. And um, they call their, their mother, which... You know, his wife was, you know, a lot younger than him. And she said, who are you? What are you doing there? How'd you get there? And I'm trying to explain myself. And she's like, no, you got to go. Like, I don't know who you are, but you got to leave and you got to go now. And I was like, oh, but ma'am, like, I got the information. Like, I'm here, you know, please. She's like, no, no, you know, not even budging. And, and I was just like, all right, well, can, can I pray with them, you know? Like, it would be okay to, like, pray and, and sing a song for him. And even that was still, like, pulling teeth, you know? And finally she said, okay, do, you know, do your prayer and then go. And I was like, oh, all right, all right, great. And then after that, it was like, um, we saw, you know, we saw each other. He saw me and we started to go into conversation. He looked at me and I just remember him thanking me for coming and being there with him and uh, you know I told him who I was where I was from and he's like you know our Zulu you know our Zulu people have been uh, over the great sea and have visited with your people before and 
he was like way before Columbus, you know, he's like, our people have held council together and they have visited each other. So I, I, I appreciate you coming. You know, your people are powerful people. And I recognize that, you know, and I was just like, wow, like, you know, I can't believe that. And it made, just made so much sense to me. I'm like, yeah, of course. And then he just, you know, because of his age and where he was, he just went on in these different tangents talking about the importance of spirituality and science and how they need to really come together at this time that it was important that they did and how he worked with different people with that. And then, you know, then he changed the subject and he pointed to the desert out in the Kalahari and he's like, you see that mountain? You see how it's shaped? He's like, that's our sacred feminine mountain. That's where we go and pray that's that's for the women and then you know he switched up and he's like have you heard of mary magdalene i'm like yeah he's like yeah you know she's buried here in africa you know a lot of her wisdom was brought down here and this is where she's laid to rest and i was just like wow and at that time mary i had been seeing a lot of this mary magdalene energy around me and so for him bringing it up gave me you know goosebumps and I was like wow why is he how is he just bringing this up like this and but he recognized the importance of that Magdalene energy and how um you know after you know when she passed on she came back to Africa or she came to Africa to be buried to to settle the rest of her you know life and so yeah and then after that you know he just kind of went on that he was like you know, but I failed in life. I failed. You know, he kept reiterating how he he failed, and I'm I was I was confused. You know, I didn't understand why he was so hard on himself. And so, you know, my my technique and tactic is when you know um, there's any confrontation like this, uh, I just you know immediately I want to just pray. You know, so I I asked him. You know, well, you know, and I stopped him right there just to kind of. You know, uh, get him off that tangent and ask him if I could sing him a song. And he was like, yeah, of course. So I sang him a bear song, one of our bear songs. And I just remember singing this song in the middle. He raised his cane and looked to the sky and his hands and his his smile and the way his glimmer in his eye. Like he was radiating the sun, you know. And uh, after I sang that, he was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for singing me that song. He was like, you know, that reminded me of Zulu song and and one of our songs that we hold he's like i appreciate that and then about that time his wife pulled up and you know you can imagine the, the look on her face when she came out and knew saw that i was still there you know she was like what are you doing here why you know you're supposed to be god yada, yada. i was just like oh okay you know and um she then credo came up he's like no no don't you yell at him you know like he stuck up for me, you know, which was cool. And um, but then she got into the details as to why, um, you know, she really didn't want me there or anyone for that matter, because he was old and um, he felt like in ways that he had properly fulfilled his mission by passing on his information as he would liked. And so that's why he had this failing sense to him that he had, you know, he he didn't really live up to um, in a way. And, so he's you know the doctors and people were saying that um it was just best for him to live out the rest of his life without having to always reflect on this and coming back to this information and knowledge because it brought up harsh feelings within i understood that and so then i 
said thank you and then you know i left from there but yeah i think you know one of the in closing on on that just remember that you know there was an instant there that i felt my crown on fire like the sun just being in his presence like i know um he's in um, some people um, recognize him as the eldest son of Ra from, you know, Egyptian times. So he holds a lot of that raw consciousness, you know. Um, and I, I just remember, yeah, feeling a sensation on my crown that was, you know, overwhelming. That was like on fire, but in a good way of the sun, you know. So his presence alone, I felt like was a, a, a true download in itself. Wow, beautiful. It was amazing uh, narration, too. You're very good at narrating your stories and your experiences, you know. Um, and wow, a journey. You're talking about a journey. And of the power of prayer, man. Like, just, just listening to you and seeing how just your your vibration, like your mindset, and the power of prayer and how you, you go pointed, like, you directed your energy you know, to meeting him without even knowing. It's like the universe just pulled it together and it just happened, you know? Someone popped up, another situation happened. It was just like a domino effect, you know? It's the power of intention and, you know, uh, really believing and uh, having faith and like, you know, prayer and, you know, your journey and knowing that you're going to arrive exactly where you need to arrive, right at the time you need to arrive there. It's, it's very beautiful. Yeah, and I, it feels like, you know, uh, you know, Baba uh, definitely passed his wisdom to you, even etherically, you know, uh, uh, you know, just passing his aura, all that wisdom, you know, and I feel like you carry it, you know, and um, that's another way that, you know, the ancients do it, you know, they just pass it through the, the ether space, you know, and they just give it to someone. You know, and so I'm, I'm quite sure that that's definitely what that, you know, is. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. So I'm not going to hold you long, but I do got to ask one more question. This is a bonus question. You and I, I think you was telling me about you and your brother Izzy, which y'all are well known everywhere. I mean, travelers and journey men and, you know, um, all over the planet, man. And um, but just briefly you know give us a little sneak peek of like your your journey through the amazon you know just yeah yeah the amazon that's deep yo yeah those are some uh real codes out there in the amazon and i think yeah i was i was telling you a couple years ago me and izzy traversed the uh um, amazon river from peru into ecuador and that was about four to five day journey and um we did so after our spirit quest. And so what we have been doing for the last seven, eight years, and you can check us out on our website, um, more to that information as to what spirit quests entail. But uh, basically we take groups to sacred sites all over the world and have been doing so for that long. And um, it was after this fact that we were like, well, let's, you know, let's go see what's up in the Amazon. And um, yeah, the Amazon is one of these, uh, you know, it's the size of India. So there's, you know, there's so much ingrained on that land that we're not aware of and that they're just discovering now, you know, a lot of temples and things because, you know, uh, things left untended in the jungle gets eaten up real quick. 
so you know they have there's pink dolphins out there i remember you know um you know as amazing as that trip and journey was going through the amazon and you know it took that long because we were going upstream um just the magnificence of like the way that river that river bends and moves you know um the power within that and the animals you know you got so many amazing animals within there and birds and um but i think what really what sticks out for me in the amazon was you know we we were going through and we had met a few people and a lot of other people had come on this one part of the Amazon that we were all staying on. And uh, we knew that we wanted to stay a little bit longer in this place and do a fire ceremony. It was a full moon at that time. And I remember our guide being like, oh, you guys want a fire? You want to do what? Okay, you know, kind of understood, but didn't. And help set up a fire next to the, the riverbank. And we had seen the dolphins earlier that day. And I had asked them like, hey, did the dolphins come down this way? You know, because we were on the other side of where we had seen him, you know, a few miles away. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, this is more, you know, they they don't uh, they stick more. They don't come to the shallow parts, you know. He's like, uh, they stick down there where it's more deep, you know. And I was like, I remember going out to the river with my tobacco and, you know, praying that and sending a prayer out and an invitation out to this these dolphins, you know, and particularly like, you know, I see a lot in, in through images and stuff. And I remember seeing like, like almost what looked like sparkles in this dolphin within these sparkles that were like, almost like fireworks, you know, it was very colorful. And so I was like, wow, you know, that was interesting. And I put my tobacco down and I invited, you know, that dolphin, what I was seeing into the ceremonial space. And I remember going back and we opened, you know, the ceremony and, 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 and sang the song and, um, you know, the prayer song. And right after the prayer song, you know, after right when I had finished, you hear, and the dolphin coming up. And I was like, oh, man, they heard us. Like, it was just so amazing that, you know, he, uh, that dolphin came and was part of that ceremony, like recognized that prayer. And, um you know, I think uh, the Amazon jungle is one of these places that, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of resources there. So um, and it's regarded as the lungs of our earth. Right. So it holds great importance to our world. And um, I know a lot of the indigenous are suffering right down there right now because of, you know, the resources, men wanting to come and extract and take this. So, um, and it's good, you know, I always tell people to educate themselves wherever they go, wherever they travel to. So, you know, um, keeping them in prayers and, and, you know, I know a lot of people go down there. So again, you know, I just ask people that they educate themselves and help out however they can, but an amazing place to go visit if you're able, ever able to. Wow. 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 Man, what an amazing journey. Man, so many uh, spirit quests. Mm. You know, I would say that you uh, and your brother have been doing for a very long time. And, you know, I would like to, what is, what is your, so what is your next journey? Like, where are you going next? What's the next location and next spirit quest or where is spirit guiding you? Yeah. So for the winters, we've been staying mostly in Sedona. And so um, we'll be down out there for the rest of winter into spring with, I'm sure, some mini trips here and there. We got an event um, coming up at the Sidonia Retreat uh, where we'll be sharing in a ceremony there. 
And then um, the next Spirit Quest coming up next year will be in Peru. Um, it'll actually be with uh, um, some relatives of mine that are native Mohawk, call my Mohawk aunties, and whoever else wants to come, you know. All these, all these like spirit quests, as I said, is about having a spiritual experience um, from an indigenous point of view, um, where the indigenous are the ones that are our hosts, our guides, our ceremonialists. And, and, you know, Peru is one of those places in the Sacred Valley where we go that's just phenomenal. It's uh, magnificent. It's just amazing these temple structures and to get to go to them like Machu Picchu and typically we try to share in meditation and prayer at these important places too and then I'm hoping at the end of that year you know through summer we're always busy at festivals and other events and and whatnot um, but our other spirit quest I'm sure we'll have one in the states we typically have one in in, in Turtle Island and like this last year we had it at the oldest medicine wheel in uh, Wyoming, which is now up in the Bighorn Mountain Range, and then we had one in Sedona. So uh, you know, we might do one in Shasta. I don't know. Typically, it's what uh, you know um, people are asking of us in that way. Um, but we're hoping maybe in about a year's time too that we'll be able to go back to South Africa and take a group there to the White Lions as well. Yeah, so I'm super excited about those. Wow, thank you. Yes, I'm there too. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be traveling with you. You know, um, you know, holding space for ceremony and music, and you know, just really experiencing and studying and learning. You know, but yes, yeah, it sounds like a, a a great journey ahead of you. You know, and just keep trailing, trailblazing, and sharing the wisdom. So, if anyone wants to get in contact with you or find out about more about your spirit quest, uh, how do we find you? Yeah. Um, so our website, which I uh, forgot to mention earlier, um, is tree of light, like light of the sun dot earth. So tree of light dot earth. And that's the same for our Instagram account. Um, and on Facebook, we've been able to create this uh, spiritual networking page called Ancestral Medicine Revival where we have almost 4,000 people that have liked our page. And it's, you know, really a safe place for people to come um, and share and be themselves spiritually, authentically speaking, you know. Uh, it's a great container, and uh, I, I'm very grateful for um, the people that follow us on there. You know, I know a lot of people say, you know, I don't like Facebook, but I love following you guys. And, you know, I, I stay on there, you know, because of you guys. And so we share a lot of our information there. And um, I also just want to mention that, you know, I mentioned that we're in Sedona. And so one of the other things uh, coming up for us is being a more of a native presence on the land there and taking people out onto the land. So, you know, if any people coming out there and are interested in um, a spiritual experience, you know, with, um, you know, some not just myself, but other indigenous relatives, willing to take people on the land to these vortices, if you will, share and, and prayer pipe and connection to the land, you know, let us know. And you can reach out to us on our webpage or, you know, the Facebook group. Uh, yeah. And uh, we receive those messages and yeah, we'll, we'll respond to anyone that reaches out. So. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Well, you all heard it best. You heard it best from Adam himself. Um, I definitely recommend to um, 
check them out, you know, and jump on that frequency and, and, and get out there. And that's that's how we learn, you know, be on the books and live and in person, a ceremony space. And if you can get out to Sedona, definitely. It's a crazy, crazy, high, high, powerful place. It's like a generator vortex for real, like very, very life-changing and transformative. If you're looking for a, a very powerful ceremonial spiritual a retreat experience, you know, in a in a very very unique way. Definitely, 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 I recommend to link up with Adam and uh, all of what they're doing with the Spirit Quest and and all of the journeys and travels and and unexpected adventures that are yet to come. All right, my brother, thank you again for coming and and you know sharing your wisdom and it was really good to have you to come visit and. Uh, you know, while you're here, I know it's a short amount of time and we were grateful to just be able to host you here and have you just within the temple space, and you know, just representing with the ceremony and just blessing us, you know, and bringing that, bringing that vibe, that presence, you know, the ancestral energy that you carry and, you know, with the, with the flavor, I like to say the flavor of the indigenous cultures, you know, collectively. So thank you again so much. And I say... All right, so um, beautiful light beings. Till next time, um, this is Oba Bolatunde, and we are signing out. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day or night, wherever you are on the planet. And um, like I say, keep loving, keep bringing the, the ashe of beauty, um, keep manifesting your prosperity, you know, live with peace and love in your heart, you know, cleanse out, you know, those those layers of the self that do not serve you anymore, you know, uh, reflect on it and Hey, keep it moving, you know, keep flowing and adapt. And, you know, this is where we are. We are being, we are the being that are being right now. All right. All right. So y'all have a beautiful, loving night. Um, we love you. Peace. <laughs>